0: The Velvet Tale in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, Pursuing Our Dreams. Everyone has goals and everyone has ambitions in their life. However, most people live their life on wishes and hopes and they're waiting for something to happen. Well, uh, if you're going to talk the talk, my friends, walk the walk. So what we do is we model behavior. And the message that we throw out to people have to have depth and weight. Just because I tell you something or suggest something Unless I have experience with it or do it myself, what does that mean? That means absolutely nothing. I could tell you to uh, do a hula hooping and it's good for you. But unless I can back that up with solid facts and evidence. So when we talk about fishing without bait, when we talk about walking through life without definitive expectations and having that beginner's mind, we want to fly the colors, do we not? And flying the colors, again, we're going to do that today. Uh, perhaps a number of months ago, some of you perhaps participated in some Facebook Live where we had the uh, Full Impact Mindfulness Emerging Butterfly Out of the Darkness uh, tattoo. And today we're going to fully commit today to fishing without bait. We're going to have our, uh, our logo imprinted indelibly on our skin. Tell me a little bit more about what that logo means. Well, we developed that concept, Mike, when we used to do some podcasts. uh, And at the end of it, we'd offer a free prescription fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug the television. And we we advise people to take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we ask them to fish without bait. So that concept came into, when we walk through life, this isn't about walking through life aimlessly and pounding in the trees without any purpose at all. Uh, This is about walking through life with our eyes wide open rather than our eyes wide shut. Exploring possibilities. Most people go through their life with their eyes wide shut, perceiving that there's only certainties in their life, that I'm always going to be here. This is going to be a bad day. I'm never going to get out of this situation. So, what we ask people to do is to have that beginner's mind and quite often what we talk about that is for those folks in the program, we often say, have you seen a thoroughbred horse race? Big magnificent animals that can do one thing and do it well, run fast however in one direction. And usually if you look at these magnificent animals. They have things on their eyes, blinders, and they can only see in one direction. We call that an expert's mind. An expert's mind is unwilling to explore possibilities or even entertain the possibility that there may be other solutions. However, if you've ever been around a three or four-year-old child and look at them when they see something new or even something they've seen before, and they gaze at it with awe and wonder, and they're in that moment and they're so excited about being right here and being right now. And that's what we talk about fishing without bait. Walking through life. Walking through life not with concrete blocks tied around our ankles, but like we're walking through a warm breeze. Would you like to walk through your life like you're walking through a warm breeze? So that's that's the type of philosophy that we advocate. And we just don't advocate it. On fishing without bait, we actually show you how to do it. We give you the instructions. We give you the guideposts. We urge you, encourage you, and support you along the way. So here today with our uh, with our new friend, Miss LP. Miss LP is a uh, tattoo artist extraordinaire at the Velvet Tail. So, what's good about being Miss LP? Uh, pretty much everything. Really.
1: Hmm. Life's pretty great right now.
0: What would that mean? Um,
1: well, I just got married and just moved. So mm. that's pretty great. My whole family came up for the wedding, and I don't get to see them very often, wow. being as they all live in North Carolina. Mm. So that was pretty wonderful.
0: So tell uh, tell us what attracted you to your uh, partner.
1: Well, I met him when I worked at Dino's in Greensburg when I was a waitress there, and I did not like him when I first met him because I thought he was rude. Ah. Um. And then I actually got to know him and just realized he's a very sweet man and it is all a facade. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't tell that to anyone who he might arrest on the streets of Greensburg. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but, yeah, it's been about six years ago now.
0: So what originally attracted you to him?
1: Um, he is the single most genuine person I've ever met
0: Single in my most life. Wow. What does that mean?
1: Well, for my artwork, for example, if they're... You know, most people look at a piece of artwork and just tell you it looks wonderful and that you did great and it's perfect. And no, he will pick out the terrible things about it or something that I slacked off on. But
0: so he's I'm honest.
1: Very, very honest. Whether you want it or not, which is the best way to be.
0: So he's honest. So what you're saying is he tells you the truth. Oh, yeah. Okay. 24-7. Uh-huh. And so he, what happens, Miss LP, is when... Uh, People have minds of uncertainty, they turn into minds of anxiety and worry and fear. So, what we want to do is turn that into a mind of awareness and a mind of knowledge. Now, if my car is uh, sputtering, am I going to take it to the garden center? Am I going to ask my next door neighbor, who may be an accountant? Where would I go to? You go to a mechanic, you go to the person who knows. So, if I was going to go and inquire about a tattoo, would I ask a second grader? Would I ask somebody who fixes toilets? No, you ask me. I would ask a tattoo artist. I would go to the expert, so I would get a mind of knowledge. People, people come in and they made emotional mind choices about uh, inked.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And how do you how do you handle that when somebody comes in? Uh, Do you ask them, are they sure, or are they...
1: I do, and oftentimes I will actually just tell them that I'm not going to do the tattoo. Um, If Ah. I feel that it's something that they will regret, especially with, uh, say, like Uh 18-year-olds, they seem to oftentimes come in, you know, just because they can finally get one, so they want one, and this is what they want, and I don't think it's a good idea, or even placement is a big thing for me. I will not put a... A forearm tattoo on someone when it's their first tattoo, or if you know they're young and they don't know what they're going to do with their life yet, uh huh. Um, just because it still is very limiting, even though society has gotten so much more used to right people covered in tattoos. It's, I still don't want to be the person that limits someone on their career choices, okay? Like my husband, for example, has uh, cannot he's a city police officer He works for the city of Greensburg. Um, he could not go and become a state police officer if he wanted because he has his forearms tattooed. Huh. And, you know, I wasn't he, aware of that when he got them, I'm sure he didn't even consider police work as an option. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like to point stuff like that out to people who are maybe getting something in a critical So time you, you
0: will say I'm not going to do
1: that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Someone wanted a uh, noose tattooed around their neck one time and, I just said that it was, the idea that it was projecting seemed a little more extreme than something I wanted my name attached to, mm-hmm. so I didn't do it.
0: So what you're saying is if an 18-year-old comes in with maybe, not that they're not mature, but may, perhaps they're making an emotional mind choice about the love of their life that they want yes. tattooed on themselves.
1: I will not tattoo names for anyone. <laughs> I'm not a very superstitious person, but that is one thing I believe to just be no. bad luck.
0: Well, say more about that.
1: Uh, okay, so kids, if, you know, if someone wants their kids' names tattooed on them, um, I don't mind that so much. I don't mind that at all. Um, but I think for a significant other, even if someone has been, I don't know, married for 20 years, it just seems like a bad omen to me. Ah. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't do it. Okay. If someone really pleads with me, and I don't know, then sometimes I'll cave. But for people who I know and love and see every day... I just, I can't bring myself to do it because mm-hmm. I
0: think it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. How about neck tattoos and uh, face tattoos?
1: For people who are already very well covered and are established in a career where that doesn't matter, I don't mind.
0: Mm-hmm. You you help get a person with a mind of knowledge. You're just not there to say, give me the money and I'll, uh, I'll link you up and buy. Yes.
1: It
0: okay. It's not like sheets. Next.
1: No. No. <laughs> definitely not. Okay. My name is still attached to it. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Okay. Well, that, that, that uh, leads us to another that's a sense of pride, is it not? Absolutely. So when something walks out of here, you want to have some pride in that that's your work. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. So so many people out there, uh, LP, do not have pride about themselves, and we call that self-concept. Self-concept is facts and information you know about yourself. Self-esteem is how you interpret those facts and information. Okay. about yourself. And some of those are pretty skewed because we take our perceptions of ourselves from perceptions of others or how we think we want to make ourselves to make other people like us. That ever happened in your life?
1: I don't know. Lot, I was just going to say, elaborate on that a little. Well,
0: let's, let, let's say this. Uh, particularly uh, young girls, females begin to lose their sense of self and self-esteem and concept around the age of nine, unfortunately.
1: Around the age of nine.
0: Yes, that's when they begin to become influenced by uh, social media from others, uh, what young ladies should be and what young ladies should make themselves to be attractive or uh, right accepted by others.
1: I certainly would not have guessed the age of nine. It's
0: it's, it's nine years old. So at nine years old, uh, certain things begin to happen in uh both uh, young men and young women's bodies, and they begin to become real introspective and self-conscious about how they look. So if you look, uh, if you look at the social media, and if you look at models, uh, models are generally 35% underweight than, the, than what an average person would, would
1: weigh.
0: Yeah. Okay, and for some reason, uh, this waif type of look, uh, especially for females, uh, seems to be attractive. If you look at uh, men's health magazines versus women's health magazines, there's 11 times more uh, weight loss advertisements in women's magazines than there are in
1: men's. Right.
0: So, uh, if you look at if you look at eating disorders, uh, LP, uh, perhaps you knew some. Some of your friends in your life that perhaps maybe developed eating disorders, oh yeah, and uh so how did you deal with that? How did you deal with friends who you knew were restricting or uh really hurting themselves?
1: um I actually when I was in high school, I was pretty i dated my high school boyfriend was a uh wrestler, uh-huh, and he wrestled at one hundred and thirty pounds oh wow, and he was five foot five, maybe five foot four uh-huh. Uh, I am five foot eight and I was five foot eight all through high school and I in my mind just thought that it was absurd that I couldn't weigh you know how dare I weigh more than my boyfriend that uh-huh. was ridiculous. So, so yeah I fell into that a little bit
0: yeah so who was saying that you said in your mind yeah uh-huh so were those thoughts correct
1: Oh, definitely not. i most certainly learned that lesson
0: very quickly. So what we help people do is understand that simply because they have a thought doesn't mean that it's correct. So if we sit back and examine those thoughts and able to sit back like we're going to the movies or sometimes we ask people to talk to themselves as if they'd talked to a friend.
1: Yeah.
0: So our minds are nothing more than masses of organic goo, our brains. They're repositories for data. They take in everything from our senses. Our minds are the things that shape, shift, sort, color, grade, and add importance to the thoughts. And sometimes simply because a thought is repetitive or loud, our mind attaches great importance to it, and hence it must be true. And quite often that is done by others who repeat things to us, okay? Okay. Uh, so then, we develop that inner critic. Did you ever have an inner critic inside you that uh, perhaps told you that you weren't good enough, or doubted your decisions, oh, or yep. yeah, everyone yeah, everyone does. So the deal is, is that uh, most people try to fight that, okay? And what we try to do is help people understand that that's part of you. And so what we want to do is to be able to make friends with that. Uh, and stop and stop the internal battle yeah most people walk through their lives with a whole lot of useless nonsense chatter in their head do they not yeah so how many thoughts do you have a day do you think
1: oh my god i don't think i could ever even begin to guesstimate a number
0: yeah isn't how, how busy are people's minds incredibly isn't that the truth right have you ever uh, have you ever just thought of nothing? Anybody I ever... don't think so. Ah. I, don't even think
1: of, I don't even think of nothing when I sleep. I'm uh, a very
0: vivid dreamer. So you're a dreamer. Good for you. What type of dreams do you have?
1: Mostly really uh, really vivid nightmares. So well, I feel like I I nightmares? Should... Wow. Yeah. But I, I like horror movies. So okay. I don't know. It doesn't bother
0: me. Well, our subconscious is, is active or more active during the night than it is during the day are you uh, are you an observer in these dreams? Are you a participant?
1: I am always a participant.
0: Always, wow, that's cool.
1: Is that abnormal?
0: No, not really. No. Are you uh, there's nothing abnormal. So LP uh, during the day, our thoughts are structured by our morality, how we were raised by society, what's being expected and told of us, okay. Uh, however, at night, there's, there, is, there are no, none of those rules. So, what we have is unstructured thought. Mm-hmm. So, what do we have to compare our dreams to? Our daytime thoughts. Right. And which is why most people refer to their dreams as what? Ooh, they were weird. Yeah. So, does anybody come up to you and say, gee, I had a weird dream last oh, night?
1: Oh, yes, all of them.
0: Uh huh. So, how old are you in your dreams?
1: I think I'm most uh, almost always the same age uh-huh. as I as whatever I am. Okay. At the time.
0: Do you ever uh, lucid dream? Do you ever know you're dreaming?
1: You ever oh dream? yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you really? Wow. Isn't that neat? So when you're lucid dreaming, what do you do? What do you do you ever? Do you ever, do you partic- When you participate, do you speak?
1: Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes do you. I speak out loud. Do you really? Yeah, Great. Like my husband
0: though. Oh, wonderful. So. Do the other characters, do the other people in a dream do they speak to you? Yes. Ah, isn't that something? What type of conversations do you have? I
1: mean I guess it depends on
0: the type of dream. Ah that's great. So can you decide what to say in your dream? Can you say I'm going to Uh, I don't
1: know I don't know. That part I really I don't know. I mean okay. I guess to okay. some extent.
0: Well lucid dreaming is when you know you're dreaming and what we help people to do is to facilitate and learn how to lucid dream. Uh, most people's dreams are about not being able to find their way, let's say, out of a house, out of a car. They're searching for somebody and they can't find them. Mm-hmm. They pick up a phone. They can't war It doesn't work. They try to speak. Nothing comes out. Or they're being chased or falling. Yeah. Okay? So that generally signifies that there's some type of disturbance in their life, some unresolved type of matter, okay? Okay. So generally when when we understand and help people to lucid dream, that means that they can actually turn around in that dream and face the boogeyman, face the person or the thing that's chasing them, and speak to it.
1: Okay.
0: And say, I'm not afraid of you. Why are you chasing me? And then, and finish some, uh, so most people have unfinished business in their life. They have unresolved issues that they go through throughout their life, which is uh, one of the reasons most dreams are about uh, unfinished business and not being able to accomplish something or not being able to find your way out of a particular place.
1: Yeah.
0: So a lot of your dreams are uh, about horror films.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like it could be a horror film. Okay. It's not about a specific horror film.
0: Are you afraid in your dream?
1: Usually, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you like to be scared LP.
1: Uh, Sometimes. I don't mind it so much.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Do you seek out those type of movies? Do you seek out those? Uh... I do. Ah, cool. People like to be scared. They like to, like to have that sense of fear. So that sense of fear brings a... Brings adrenaline up, doesn't it? Yes. And it, it's kind of excitement in your life and wants to, wants to break your, break it out of the humdrum boredom of life because most people, LP, walk through life being uh, human doings rather than human beings. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show.